Let's get into the word tonight. You ready? And I'll, I'll share, but I want to go to my scripture. Turn me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 4. Thank you, worship team. Toby, if you could just stand, play. Roll the one. Thanks. Matthew chapter 4. We're going to read verses 18 to 21. You know, when I was, I'd already known I was preaching before I went to the hospital. And <laughs> so when you're in the hospital, you have a bunch of time on your hands. <laughs> kind of just tell God, God, what do you want me to do? And I was hoping that he would tell me, you know, give me some massive generational sermon that's gonna but we're gonna take it simple tonight the simplicity of God the word of God Matthew chapter 4 verse 18 we're gonna start in verse 8 I'm sorry chapter 4 verse 18 as Jesus was walking beside the sea of Galilee he saw two brothers Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they, they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a preparing called them. And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Oh, come on. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do tonight. Holy Spirit, just begin to move in this place tonight. Begin to soften hearts, open eyes, open ears to the things of you tonight. Let what is said tonight not just be words, oh God, but things that will resonate in us and through us and bring forth a harvest into the kingdom. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone said, amen. You can go ahead and see. Thank you, Toby. Just to give you a little update. Come on, where are all the youth out in the house? Man, 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 man. All I got to say is God is awesome. He's positioned us this summer that we've doubled and probably tripled in the past summer. And God is moving. Let me encourage you parents or grandparents. If you got a student grades 7 to 12, you want to get them here. I'm probably going to step a little toes, but that's okay. If you don't make them come, they're never going to come. My parents made me come to church. The seeds that were planted by Pastor Brian Reynolds and Pastor Steve Franks, I'm a product of that because my parents made me and put me in a position to be seeded, rooted, and grow into a harvest. So I want to encourage you, as we get into the text, if you have a student, get them into, into our youth ministry. Get your kids, your small kids into children's ministry because they will never forget the impact, even if it may not seem like it's right now. They will when they're 19, 20, 21, 22. God's going to do something and call them back. Come on, everybody say call them back. Call them back. Awesome. So as we look into this text, there's, there's one thing that stands out in this entire text. It says, come, he, Jesus says, come 
follow me. Everybody say, come, follow me. If you, any of you guys have a Facebook or an Instagram or a Twitter account or a, um, what is the other one? A Sin Chat account. You know what following is, you know, people, you want people to follow you. You want, you want people to follow you. And, and the thing about following people is we so love to follow people. So we see, because of this thing called, called Instagram and this, this thing called of iPhone or Android phone, it's so to become easier to follow people. But yet, when we say follow Jesus, it's like, uh? Really? We are all called, everybody said, to follow him. As we look at this text, you know, he didn't just say, hey, Peter, come follow me, or John, come follow me. He, he got a group of people to follow him. It wasn't just one person. It was a, the 12 what? Disciples. So as we look at this text, the one thing that stands out is come follow me. Well, if you're taking notes, the, the title's message is come follow me. But the number one thing is God is following you, uh, calling you. God is calling you. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are chosen, I say chosen, people, a royal priesthood, God's special possession. You are a chosen people. That, that scripture there isn't just for the, 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 the Jew. It's also for the Gentile. Why? Because when Jesus died 2,000 years ago, it covered you under the blood. It covered you under the grace. That means when, he, when that verse says you are a chosen people, that includes you. So what does that tell us? It tells us I am called. Everybody say I am called. Everybody say I am called. You are called. God is calling you. And like I said, when he died 2,000 years ago, he's not just calling you. He's folding you into his family by saying the sinner's prayer, by believing your heart. He's drawing. He's tugging. The hard part with our culture and today is we're so self-centered in who we are. We don't listen to what God is wanting to tell us and call us back into who he is. He's calling you. He's calling you. Generation, he's calling you. It's not about your, 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 your Instagram status. It's not about your Facebook status. He's just calling you. Number two, what is he calling us to? Well, he's calling us to not just follow him, but he's also calling us to throw our nets. Oh, come on. I didn't get a big enough amen out of that. You guys want to see revival in the valley. We got to start throwing some nets. God is calling us to throw our nets. If we look in Luke chapter 5, verse 4, and this account is the same account that he called uh, Peter, Simon Peter, he called him out. This is, a, this is a different account. Luke chapter 5, verse 4, it says, when we had been finished, when he had finished speaking, and said to Simon, now go out there into the deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. 
Master, Simon replied. He worked hard. We worked hard all last night and didn't catch anything. But if you say so, I'll let down nets again. And this time their nets were so full, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners from the, in the other boat. See, the thing about following God is sometimes we just complain about following God because we don't like listening to what God is telling us to do. So we, we, we tell God, God, you know, follow me. I, I can't stay off, my, I can't stay off my, my computer. I can't stop putting this drink down. I can't stop smoking that thing. I can't stop shooting things in my arm. It's just too hard to follow you when all he's telling you to do is just follow him. Follow him. But we look at only our circumstances and not what's behind it. And what we always, we have to always remember is what they were looking at. See, they were reluctant to throw their nets out again because they were seeing in the natural, whereas God was seeing in the supernatural. We have to take heart that we may only see something, but God is always changing things in the background. What is he doing in your life in the background that you can't see, but you have to believe that there's something going on? Because in, like it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, for we're not fighting against flesh and blood, uh, flesh and blood enemies, but against the rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against the evil spirits, in the heavenly place. We can't see every battle that's going on. But we have to understand. And we have to have faith. That God is in control. So if he's calling you to, to throw your net on the other side. It doesn't matter if we like to do it or we want to do it. But we should do it because there's a blessing coming. Because eventually, we have to come to the place where we have to know that the timing and place of God is the most important thing. See, imagine, imagine if they just told God, uh, Jesus, you know what, it's okay. We already fished all night. It's done. I'm not going back out. They even told him, we already did. How many times have you told God, I already did that. I don't want to do it again. But they just hurt too much. They stayed up all night, fished all night. If you've ever been in youth ministry, we do these things called uh, lock-ins. Uh. <laughs> Students, I love you, but man, it's hard to do a lock-in nowadays. Because your body just takes a toll. They stayed up all night. Yet Jesus asked them to throw their, their nets out again just one more time. We have to remember, if we only fish where we want, we will never receive the full blessing of what God has for us. You want a blessing? You want the, the power of God, the anointing of God? You want the revival in the land? Well, let's start throwing the net on the other side. 
Let's start throwing the net on the other side. Just because we've done it for the, the same thing for the past 20 years, it doesn't mean that what, something new or something different is, 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 not, is bad. It means something, God has given us a new strategy, a new anointing, a new power, a new set foot that God may even be, give us a greater harvest. I don't know about you, but I want the greater harvest. I want the greater blessing. I don't want to be stuck just throwing out lines just because of the fact that I'm, I'm doing something with my life. The blessing and the timing of revival is in God's timing. And it's not only just in his timing. It's always in the, in the willingness of people to listen in that timing. Before the net tore. See, the thing about it is people always talk about, yeah, we're going to revival. The net's going to tear. They have to actually throw the net into the water before that thing actually tore. What are you doing in your life to maybe say, you know what? I'm not fishing. I'm going to reevaluate where I'm fishing because maybe God has called me to something else in a different time, in a different season to allow him to work in you and through you to get a bigger harvest on the other side. I'll be honest. The revival that is happening, what we say is a revival in the youth department, has nothing to do with the nets being laid. It has everything to do with us repositioning ourselves in a posture that allows God to flow in us and through us and become evident and present in our youth ministry. I don't, I mean, I love doing events. They, they know I love doing stuff. Some of them know me a little better than others because we did a five-week uh, internship, and it was awesome. I loved it. But see, God wants us sometimes to get off of what we're actually doing and maybe change up what we're doing in order to see a different group of people. You ever thought this, if this, if this question ever came to your mind, God, what am I doing? God, is this where you want me? I'll be honest, that's a question I've asked myself even in the past year that I've been in Alaska. God, where do you want me? What do you want me to do? God, am I in your will? God, am I in your, you know, am I doing what you've asked me to do? Am I throwing my net in the right part of the lake? And that should be all of our hearts. Now, we, we talk about having a problem. It's not a problem. It's a great um, thing where we have no room for people. And Reverend um, Jan brought up a great subject. There's churches around our country that are empty. That smell like mothballs. Because some people, some churches, some people just aren't willing to throw their net on the other side of the boat. Aren't you blessed that we are in a church that's willing to go out and throw the net on the other side of the on the other side of the boat so that more people can come and fill in this house? And it's not just because we want the numbers, but it's because it means in people in the kingdom of God. What the hearts are doing, they're going out every week. 
constantly reshuffling, rechecking their nets, reshifting to throw out a new net every week. I'm so grateful for that. In fact, I got a list on Sunday of students that they went and witnessed to that I would probably never see. Because they're willing to throw their nets on the other side of the boat. I want to encourage. Everybody say encourage. Oh, come on. Everybody say encourage. God loves to encourage us. I want to encourage you tonight to start thinking of throwing your net on the other side of the boat. The last thing is, what is God, I mean, God is calling you to do it together. He didn't just call James. He didn't just call John. He just didn't call Andrew. He called a group of people. Everybody say group of people. Oh, come on. You can do better than that. Group of people. A group of people. He's called a group of people here in Wasilla, Alaska to hear his voice and do what he's asked. Because we all have our part in the Great Commission to be fishers of men and women, to fish them out of the eventual lake of fire that they're destined for. We are all called, from the youngest of child to the oldest of adult, we are all called. And to experience God in a whole new way as a group, as a fellowship. We have recently, I have been going through a, a shift in our, in, in, we're not personal, powerful, permanent anymore. We're experience life with, oh, come on, can you help me out, with Because it's not just you walking this thing called life alone. We're all walking it too. And our job, just as those, that fish represent people, we are all called to do it together. Everybody say together. Everybody say together. With others. With his power and his purpose in front of us. And eventually develop what the... This word that the Dr. Morocco uses, and it kind of, it was one of those words that was kind of sticking to me, so I figured I'd use it. I'm not a big Greek, you know, Greek person that use all those words, but koinonia. It's developing a, a fellowship of a group of people that love God. Here at Casey, Alaska, we're not just worried about developing you as a person. We're worried about, we're, we're striving to develop us as a group of people loving to God, loving God and loving others in the way that God would want us to love them. So let me challenge you tonight. Have you put yourself in a position not just to throw your, 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 your net on the other side, but are you willing to take a step of faith and grab people along with you to continue to throw the net on the other side? This church is going to double. It's going to triple. We're in a season of revival in the great north. What's your part and what are you willing to do? Are you just going to sit on the shore and mend nets all day? You're going to same. Uh, stay in the same fishing part because that's where you're comfortable? Or are you going to do the unthinkable and throw your net on the other side of the boat? And are you going to take people and show people how to fish 
I grew up in Hawaii. My dad is an avid fisherman. He used to take me on weekends and walk a stretch of beach for hours to show me how to fish. Get around people that not only just wants to fish, but show others how to fish. I'm so grateful for, for a man of God and a woman of God and Pastor Daniel and Pastor Karen. Come on, let's give them a hand. Because they don't want to just, they don't, they're not just set in showing you God. They're willing to walk alongside of you and let you experience God in, with them. And I'll be honest, I'm so happy and grateful for that. You know, as I close, I just want to leave you with one last scripture. In Acts chapter 2, verse 43, it says, everyone was filled with awe. And many signs and wonders were performed by the apostles. Sorry, I missed a verse. Miscopied it. But this is when they gathered. See, when there's a gathering of people, signs and wonders and miracles begin to happen if they believe in who God is. I'm going to probably step on a little toes when I say this. But the group of people that you're around... The group of people that you call friends, and I'm speaking to the students more, but adults take what you want. The group of friends that you're hanging around with, that you go to school with, I want to challenge you to, to evaluate this. Because if you're with a group of people and signs, wonders, and miracles aren't happening, are you really around the right group of people? Oh, that's why I love hanging out with Pastor Daniel and our staff. I really do. Pastor, thank you for asking me to come a year ago. Because I, my faith of what I do began to rise because I got around and linked myself with the right people. I wouldn't change anything that's happened in the past year. And I've been through a lot of hard times in the past two years of my life. Don't need to go into all that. Talk over the blood. Hallelujah. Not just in my health, but even in my emotions and my processes. But you know what? It's awesome. Because now I got an amazing group of young people. And I'm believing every week when we, well, we were under the tent for the summer. Can I just tell you something? We live in a culture, a church, uh, I'm probably stepping on, really stepping on those out, but we live in a church culture that believes that lights and video and mega sound is where it's at. Can I tell you something? Our youth ministry tripled in the past summer without lights, without sound, without video.
Why? It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with our team. It all, it's all it boils down to is us positioning ourselves, throwing our net on the right side of the boat in the right timing of God with the right purpose of God and allowing God to bring in the harvest that he wants to bring to King's Chapel, Alaska. And this is just the beginning. Oh, come on. You didn't, you didn't. Come on. This is just the beginning. God wants to do something tonight. He wants to stir something new in you. I'll be honest. God has been stirring new things in me this whole summer. And I just stand in awe. Because I know I couldn't have done it. All I know is I'm going to say, God, use my mouth. Use my hands. Put me in a position. I want to ask you tonight, are you in the right position? Are you willing to throw your net on the other side of the boat? And are you allowing to take what God is doing in you and through and wrap other people around it? I'm so proud of these students. Because it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with them and drawing students into the greatness and the goodness of God. I want to encourage you, church, tonight. Let's not... Let's not be complacent and keep, keep fishing the same area. Let's go look into new dark places, go into the highways and byways and compel people to come in. Because it's not about who we are. It's, who, it's in who what God wants us to become. If everybody could bow your heads and close your eyes tonight. My desire for each and every one of you, whether student or adult or child, is to be positioned in everything that God has for you. If you're here tonight, you see Minister David, you know, I feel like I'm just grabbing empty nets. Or maybe it's even before that. Maybe you say, Minister David, I, I just don't know if I'm hearing God correctly. Those two issues may be found and solved with one simple answer. It's really knowing deep down inside of your heart that you are saved. That your, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That heaven is your home. That the devil is under your feet. So if you're here tonight, and you say, Minister David, I need to accept him for who he is and the things he wants to do with me. I need to make a commitment to Jesus tonight. Or maybe you're here and you say, Minister David, I've made many commitments to Jesus. But yet, I can't seem to get it correct. It's okay. We serve a gracious God that loves you. So if that's you tonight, 
and you want to accept Jesus for the first time, or you need to recommit yourself. You need to know that your sins are forgiven, that your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. Because it's in the declaration that your sins are forgiven. It's in the declaration that heaven is your home. It's in the declaration and believing in your heart that your, your name is written in the last book of life. There's not some secret handshake. That's you and you want to do that tonight. I want to encourage you to raise your hand on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Raise your hand. See that hand. I see that hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, don't leave here tonight without truly knowing who your Lord and Savior is tonight. Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago for you and for me. But when he rolled from the grave on the third day, he just didn't raise on his own. He raised up for your salvation. He raised up for your life. He raised up for the power that rose in deep inside of you that wants to come out. Don't hold back tonight because Jesus didn't hold back 2,000 years ago. He took over sin and death. He squashed the devil's head 2,000 years ago for you and for me. The blessings of God may be held up because we are not willing to take a step. You want to see revival in your family. You want to see a blessing of God poured out of you. Sometimes it takes us just admitting that we need Him more. Come on, I'm going to give that call one more time. One, two, three. If that's you tonight, don't leave here tonight. I serve a God that loves you. No matter your situation, no matter your circumstance, He's wanting to show up and show off in your life. Come on, if you want to just declare that one more time, just raise your hand. See those hands. See those hands. See those hands. Come on, don't miss out on this opportunity. You don't know where you're going to be tomorrow morning. I want you to do one more thing, if you could. It says in the Word, if you deny me before man, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. I want you to take even a greater step of faith. I want you to meet me at the altar with Pastor Daniel. As soon as Brother Toby begins to sing. I want you to take that step of faith. Take, take, take the step that God wants you to take. This is the first act of being blessed right here, right now. On the count of three, as, as Mr. Toby begins to play. One, two, three, come forth. If you want to say that sinner's prayer, come on, meet me here. I, I, come on, I implore you to meet me here today. Now. Come on, put your hands together for these. Come all the way up front.
congregation, why don't you stand up on your feet all across this place? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Celebrate. People giving their hearts to Jesus tonight. Let's bow our heads and close your eyes. Whether you're standing up here in the front, or whether you're in the back, it's always good to make sure we're good with God. So repeat after me. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Wash my sins away. Make me whole. Make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's reach out our hands to them right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for every person that's standing here today. Whether they made their commitment for the first time or this is the 20th time that they've come up here, Lord God. That you begin to show up and show off, Lord God. And we pray, Holy Spirit, come. Fill them right now. Change them. Mold them. Move them, Lord God, to the things, Lord God, that you are calling them to, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for the newness of who you are and what you did 2,000 years ago. Lord God, I pray that you begin to show up and show off. That they will see the blessing, Lord God, of your hand, Lord God, upon their lives. Because for you, they've come to the floor and took the step of faith. Lord God, I thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Jesus, you take 
Come on, you can do a little bit better than that. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Thank you, Lord. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. Here's what I want to do. All of you folks that came up front, Pastor Vince, would you make yourself present? Pastor Vince Vincent, Pastor Vince Vincent to the front, please. Pastor Vince Vincent, thank you. Follow Pastor Vince right down that center aisle, would you? Would you all just head right down there? We want to pray for you. You want to help you grow in the things of God. Put your hands together for him one more time. Come on, we'll just take about three minutes of your time. Leaders are going with you. Thank you, leaders. Minister Gill, would you help us, please? Thank you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I hadn't planned on doing this, but really felt like the Lord spoke to me that there's some equipment and things that we need in the youth ministry. And uh, I won't take an offering for it. So, I mean, we need cameras and screens and computers and all kinds of stuff. It's a digital age. And I'm just going to believe that we'll raise some of the money for that right now. All right? Ushers, would you help us out, please? Minister David. Great word. Amen. If you need an envelope to record your giving, just get the attention of one of the ushers. If you're giving electronically through our secure means, you may certainly do that. If you're online with us, you can give through kcalaska.com or you can use the app. If you haven't downloaded our app, I would encourage you to do that. It's updated. It's got all our different events. It's constantly updated. And it's got a Bible app within our app. And there's notes that are uploaded to the app. And a lot of things you can do with that to help you grow in the things of God and be connected so that you can experience life with people, power, and purpose. Throw your net on the other side. Great work. I'll be back in the pulpit on Sunday morning. Can't hardly wait. Final message in a series. The Overcoming Life. You don't want to miss that. Sunday night, Pastor Barry Haggerty going to be preaching. Looking forward to that. Amen. Ushers, would you come, please? Father, we thank you for the, the youth and the next generation. Without a great awakening and a revival there, we're not going to have church 20 years from now. This is the future. Right here, the future of the church. The future politicians here. Future men, women of God. There are men and women of God now future, Lord, of our communities in the hands of these. And we know, we understand it. That's why we started a King School of Ministry. That's what we do. We do. This is important. Come on, this is important. Lord, children's ministry is important. Youth ministry, crucial. Thank you. Let your hand come upon Minister David and Siobhan. Where are you, Siobhan? I saw you sitting all pretty on the front row. Can you um, send a runner for me? Father, we thank you for the generosity of your people. We pray everything that they need. Lord, as they start next Wednesday upstairs, everything that they need, God, would be there. And that you would raise up and it would triple again, triple again, triple again. God, thank you for what you're doing in and through them. In Jesus' name, amen. I should go When you speak, dreams and realities collide in your word, rewrite my destiny and my life. Find a new beginning Cause you are, you are When you speak, when you speak Dreams and realities collide Your word rewrites my destiny My life finds a new beginning
So you're going to see him losing weight and getting in shape. Come on, somebody say amen. Yeah, I'm putting you on the block right now, Jack. All right. Don't be feeding him any bowls of rice or desserts. He doesn't need it. All you aunties that bring him food, no sugar. Come on, somebody say amen. Yeah, I'm saying it. I'm throwing you straight under the bus or I'll come to your house and steal your bag of rice myself. And I prophesy a great outpouring Half the story is yet to be told. A mighty revival in the youth. A mighty revival in the youth. Come on, 
God, we serve. Let me bless you. We're done. Father, thank you for what you've done today, for what you're doing in our midst. We love you. We praise you. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us. Oh, God, be gracious to us. Keep us and give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen.